There wasn't our voices going in and out. <clears throat> but anyway, <laughs> that's the odds way, amen. All right, we'll stand and dismiss, and maybe y'all can do better than I can. <clears throat> All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, again, we're thankful, Lord, for your blessings, thankful for this beautiful uh, Sunday morning that you've given us, Lord, that we've set aside to come out and worship you. God, we pray, Father, for every teacher this morning, God, you give each one wisdom. Lord, that you'd encourage each one this morning, Lord God, for the uh, work that they do. And uh, God, that you just bless them, Lord, help them, uh, Lord, to touch the hearts, Lord God, uh, of the students this morning, Lord. And God, we pray that every need would be met. Uh, anybody that's uh, fighting a battle, Lord, or facing anything, God, we pray that you'd give them the help they need this morning, Lord. Help us all, and uh, God, just bless in our uh, morning Sunday school, and we'll give you the praise for it. In Jesus' name we pray, and amen. <coughs> Tell you what, when that fisherman's friend don't cut it, I don't even know what will. <laughs> Might have to double up on him. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Revelation chapter 5. Revelation chapter 5. Revelation chapter 5. All right, so last week, of course, we was on 4, and we saw where, uh, studied about where John was caught up <clears throat> to heaven in the spirit, and the Lord was showing him things, revealing to him, uh, unveiling, if you will, um, things that are going to come to pass. And so, as we look in his word today, we find more uh, that's been revealed to him. And um, so, as we, we read these two chapters, we got to remember um, that's what's going on. So, from chapter 3, we went from um, the time of the churches, church ages, um, from chapter 2 to chapter 3. And chapter 1 was sort of the introduction, but chapter 2 and 3, um, we have the churches and the um, uh, seven church age periods, periods of time that we've placed those in of uh, the things that are happening and how it has happened. Um, and he gave us, you know, uh, the Bible, the word for that to, to show us, especially we think about the Laodicean church and uh, feel like that's the age we're in now. But of course, we felt like that for a long time. And uh, I, I know reading back and listening to preachers preach and uh you know, and some that had even passed on, I read their notes, and uh, they really felt like the year 2020 would be, or uh, 2000 would be the last year <laughs> ever here on earth, and it would just go be all over. And here we are in 23 right now. Uh, so we don't know, you know, and uh, I know they, they understood that. They just felt that way. 
and uh, we should feel like that really today could be the last day. And so uh, I, I believe it helps us to be more of a light and a witness and to, even to live better. Of course, that is our witness, the life that we live. And so, but, but that helps us. And uh, also we find encouragement in the hope that he might return any time. And uh, so take us out of this wicked world <laughs> that we're living in. And uh, to be with our loved ones that's already passed on. Uh, but we feel like that we are living in that time, the latest in church. Uh, and, and as time goes on, I can, I can see that it has gotten much worse since the year 2000. It's gotten much worse. And um, I don't know, of course, man doesn't know how much worse it's going to get before the Lord comes. I mean, uh, you know, we've got Bible showing us things that's going on now and how people uh, conduct themselves, how they act, you know, and uh, how they, you know, uh, incontinent, they have no really control over themselves, it doesn't seem like. Uh, we're just living in perilous times in the last days. And, uh, but how long are the last days? We don't know. You know, uh, how long do we live in these kind of times? We don't know. Uh, we feel like it's close. Uh, as we look around, we see more and more things going on around us. And, um, of course, nowadays, you know, not, not saying that's not the way it is, but nowadays we have more avenues to see what's going on around us than ever before. Uh, but we know firsthand that the wickedness is worse because uh, we can see it face-to-face -face now. I mean, we don't even have to have social media, TV, um, anything like that. It's come, it comes to our door. It, it's, it's come to our, our schools. It's come into our churches. It's, I mean, it's right on us now. Uh, wickedness is, is prevalent. It's everywhere. Um, and, and we can see that when uh, we're living in a time that when people don't know um, whether they're gender, whether they're male or female, I'm confused about that. And um, uh, parents don't have enough sense to teach them. Uh, matter of fact, they go along with it. And then uh, not only that, but now it's not only gender, but um, they don't know of what species they are. And so, uh, you know, they don't, they don't know if they're a cat or uh, some kind of animal or whatever. So um, we, we can tell that we've come a long way since the year 2000, Brother Earl. I, uh, we didn't have that much then, so uh, it's, it, it has definitely gotten worse, um, and, and they wasn't pressing their ways, uh, the sodomites in the church, that much to be married then, uh, like they are now, to be accepted and uh, ordained into the pulpit, so um, we have definitely gotten worse. Um, we can see also that uh, doctrine, uh, seducing spirits, have gotten much worse. Uh, more people are being seduced day by day by these evil spirits or doctrines of the devil and uh, fallen for these things. So we, we can see that that is much worse than it was also uh, in our time. And of course, I feel like that a lot of social media and things like that promote that growth uh, because it's, uh, you know, it's uh, more people can, uh, can get that now. It's more accessible. Uh, to people than ever before, so uh, they're more deceived than, than ever before. And uh, so we got those ways now and avenues that uh, didn't have then, and so that makes it worse. But uh, things have definitely gotten worse. But uh, as things got worse and, and, and John saw those things, then the Lord takes him up to heaven in chapter 4. It's a scene in heaven 
and um, he shows him some things and shows him, uh, you know, things that are come. Uh, to come and he shows him the beast and all the worship and uh, us casting our crowns down at him uh, or the Lord's feet and uh, then we get into chapter 5 of the seven sealed book uh, that's taken by Christ wasn't nobody else worthy but that's some of what chapter 4 was leading up to then chapter 5 gets into that and verse 1 says and I saw uh, in the right hand of him that sat on the throne now him that sat on the throne is speaking of God. That God is seated on the throne. And so in his right hand, did you all know that God's right-handed? Anyway, uh, <laughs> in his right hand of him that sat on the throne, a book written within and on the backside, sealed with um, seven seals. <clears throat> so it's sealed here with seven seals, not just one seal. Uh, but seven seals, so that would have been rolled up. It would have been uh, sealed the way I see it, like seven times. It said he saw in his right hand uh, this book that was written. And so um, this, just a little background, uh, a book written within and on the backside, sealed with seven seals. Uh, the word book is translated scroll. This is a description of a legal document. Uh, in this instance, it is a title deed. Uh, as gathered from the manner in which it was sealed. The parchment roll upon which a deed was written was so employed that as the various portions of the instrument were written, the parchment was rolled and a seal placed there. Then the second provision of the deed was written and the parchment rolled to that point and another seal attached. You see, it's just uh, uh, a parchment rolled sealed, a parchment rolled and sealed. And so as it was rolled up, it was sealed, 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 sealed seven times. And then when the entire deed was written, the names of the witnesses were on the backside of the, uh, the instrument, and the title of the deed was shown. So it said, and, and a strong angel proclaiming in verse 2 with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? So we see here that, that, that it's sealed, and, and uh, he's looking for someone uh, to open this. And, and uh, John uh, here, is, he, he's upset, he's, he's hurt because no one's worthy. Uh, so this uh, title deed or whatever described here, something that had been lost to mankind on earth is now about to be redeemed. So through Adam... Uh, and the sin of the garden, we lost a lot on this earth because of sin. Uh, we lost its, its pureness. We, 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 we lost so much. We, you know, sin defiles, sin corrupts, sin kills. And when sin comes in, uh, it, it begins to do a work and begins to eat at things as a canker does uh, or as a cancer. Now we can relate to. And um, it, it's bad. In Ephesians 1, 13, 14, Paul said, Ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise until the redemption of the purchased possession. According to uh, this statement, there's a possession that is to be redeemed. So there's a possession that's to be redeemed. And uh, with our lives, uh, there's something there that God, uh, through the blood of Jesus Christ, has possessed. Amen. Uh, he has possessed that and redeems that. In Romans 8 and 22 and 23, Paul wrote, We know that the whole creation has been moaning together in the pains of labor until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves too, grown inwardly for the redemption 
for our bodies. For our bodies. So we're groaning now for that redemption because we see so much corruption around us as I spoke about the beginning of this uh, lesson. So much corruption around us, so much sin around us. We can see how it's defiled, how, you know, um, you, you, you can't even get a pure drink of water anymore. You, you know, um, uh, the air is, is not pure anymore. Uh, I mean, everything, everything that we see, uh, everything and things that we don't see uh, are going to have to be redone. Um, it's going to have to be, you know, purged by the power of God to clean it up like it once was. It's never going to be uh, like that until God does something. So it doesn't matter how much we um, refine this or how much we try to purify this, it's not going to take care of the mess that we're in today. Uh, only God's going to be able to do that. And I, I, don't, I, don't mind, I don't mind trying. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't like, I don't like uh, trash. I don't like pollution. I don't like throwing stuff out. I don't like to see it. I don't like all that mess. But when you get right down to it and the rubber meets the road, it's going to take God to clean it all up no matter what. And uh, so uh, we've come since sin, and it's all about sin. Uh, so since sin has come in, we, we've lost so much. Um, we've got so much sickness and so much disease now uh, in the bodies because of sin and because it's went so far. Uh, since the redemption of our bodies will take place at the first Resurrection, the Lord comes, then the redemption must be uh, that of a created things. And so uh, all these things that, that have been created is going to have to be uh, redone, redeemed by the Lord. Uh, and that's what all this purging is going to take place. And we see seals opening and things happening. Uh, we're going to see God uh, taking care of some things and, uh, as judgment comes upon this earth. And so, but it's all, again, because of sin. Um, and so we see then this is the inheritance of the earth, uh, immortal life, which were lost in the fall in Eden. So uh, all these things has been coming down for over 6,000 years now, um, things that's been happening. And so it's only gotten worse. And uh, again, it's going to take the power of God uh, to clean it up. They think going green is what's going to clean it up. But going red is really what's going to clean it up. What I mean by that is when the fire falls from heaven. And uh, uh, that's when God is cleaning it up. Amen. And so that's what it's going to take to clean this place up. It's going to take God. Um, so we, we know that it, it takes someone, it takes a redeemer uh, to do these things. And, of course, we go back to the Old Testament and Leviticus and all. We find the law uh, of the redeemer. And uh, what it took if someone was penniless and had obligations which he could not pay or no means of support for himself or a family, he could sell himself into slavery. And uh, someone could redeem that person and, and um, help them, a near kinsman, uh, could help them to pay for that. So that's leading up to who's, who's qualified to take this book. It's got to be a near kinsman. It's got to be somebody that knows. It's got to be somebody that's uh, in the know. <laughs> somebody that's related to all this. Somebody that knows uh, what they're doing. Somebody that's, that, that's in this. And, of course, we know that uh, that's going to have to come from God's Son. Right? That's the only way. So uh, uh, we see this, this uh, seal here, we, or this uh, 
um, scroll that is sealed. And he says in two, And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? And no man in heaven nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. So they can't see anybody. And John said in verse 4, And I wept much because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. So uh, he's searching everywhere. He can't find anybody. What's that telling us? That's telling us that we've got one way. We've got one Savior. We've got one Redeemer. We've got where well, there's only one that's worthy. I mean, here we see everything is opened up to John. The heavens and the earth, everything, the universe, all that's in, all that's under is opened up to John to see, is anybody worthy? Is anybody worthy? No, no, there's only one that's worthy. There's only one that's worthy. So who's worthy to open the book and the loose the seals thereof? No man in heaven, nor in earth, neither under the earth <laughs> was able to open the book. Needed to look thereon. So he wept much. So because of Adam's seed uh, had been corrupted by sin, no earthly creature could qualify to do this because the whole earth has been corrupted by sin. And so we're not going to find anybody worthy or qualified to be that uh, kinsman redeemer uh, because it's been lost. It's been lost by sin, by the fall in the garden. Um, it's, it's no longer no, lo no longer able nobody qualified uh, because of sin isn't that a shame that's what sin does you see sin didn't just stop at Adam and Eve did it kept on coming right through the seed right down through the seed line it, it just kept on coming so neither could anybody that was in heaven uh, the elders couldn't the living creatures couldn't the angels couldn't nor John now you think of that John is, is qualified to be caught up into heaven. John is qualified for this um, revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ, this unveiling. <laughs> but he's still, Brother Pete, not qualified to open this book, Amen. to crack these seals. He's still not qualified. So, you know, if he's not qualified and he can do all this, and, and he wrote uh, uh, the book of John, as we know as the, the Gospel of John, um, he wrote 1 John, 2 John, and 3 John, and the, the writer of Revelation, but he's not worthy to open this book. <laughs> he's not worthy to crack these seals. Um, so then we read on to verse 5, and it says, And one of the elders saith unto me, Weep not. Behold, the line of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book, and to loose the seven seals thereof. So, as the angels cried out, or the, one of the elders saith unto me, Weep not, they found somebody. There's somebody that's worthy. Somebody that's worthy. Who is that? It says, The line of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book. None other than the Lord Jesus Christ. He come from the tribe of David, the, the, uh, 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 the, the tribe of Judah, the root of David. So uh, he's able to do these things. He's a redeemer. He's, he's a kinsman. He, he can do this. And so he's the only begotten son of God. So he says, weep not. There's one here can do it, the line of the tribe of Judah. This identifies as Christ in Hebrews 7 and 14. He's the root of David. Um, also we see in Isaiah 11 and 10. 
So he is the one, the opener of the book. Uh, he's able to do that. He's the one that's been slain for the foundation of the world. He's, he, he can open the book. He's worthy. But he's the only one that's worthy. He's the only one worthy of worship today. He's the only one worthy of worship. There's nothing or no one else that's worthy to be worshipped. Well, the Lord is. No matter the circumstances, he's worthy to be worshipped. He's become a kinsman. Um, so Christ was born into this, this human humanity, human race, if you will, um, so that he might be a redeemer. And he is that redeemer. He is the one that was born through Mary, the virgin, and born into this world, and, and God wrapped in the flesh that, that he could do this for us. So... Uh, that he can pay the price of redemption. Um, he's the only one. This blood became acceptable, amen, and the purchase price for our sin. That was the price that had to be paid. Nothing else at work. They tried the blood of bulls, goats, sheep. They tried it all. Nothing else at work. They had a covering for a time, but they didn't have a washing. <laughs> Thank God we have a washing today, amen. We've got a washing of the sin through the blood of Christ. So nothing else could do it. And 1 Peter 1.18 tells us we're redeemed with the blood of Christ, well, not, uh, not by gold or silver or anything like that, but by the precious blood of Christ. Amen. Not the vain conversation of, of our forefathers, no, but of the blood of Christ. Amen. That we have been redeemed. So it says they found somebody that's able to loose those seals. And verse 6 said, And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb, as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent forth into all the earth. So it's just, again, is that number of perfection, the seven spirits, the Holy Spirit of God, through them by Christ, they're all right here. we got God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, right here. Uh, the power of uh, of a thrice holy God we see it work right here in verse 6 in verse 7 and he came and he took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne what a picture what a picture to see the son of God walk up to the God, walk up to God uh, on his throne amen and take the book from his hand and begin to open it amen and uh, so that but he's the only one that's worthy and uh, thank God for that but then we see uh, this begins at the final redemptive work uh, of Christ here as he, as he receives the book. And uh, he'll, he will completely redeem the inheritance which was lost by Adam's fall. So as he does this, he reclaims everything. Uh, it's not going to be long as we get into the book. He's going to put everything under his feet. Amen. Amen. And uh, all power is already given to him in heaven and earth. But then now he's got to, in, in doing the judging and all, he's putting everything under his feet. He's putting the devil under his feet. He's putting everything under his feet. He's saying I, that, that this all has to be done, and it's going to be done by the power and authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. God had that plan. Amen. And so God's plan is coming to pass. Um, the throne of David, since he's the son of David, he'll set up on the throne of David. So here he is. He's that kinsman, redeemer, um, that, that, that redeems us. Um, 
So we see the promise. We see uh, that he's the son of Abraham, that uh, Palestine, all the area there was promised to Abraham. Well, he's also the son of Abraham. Amen. <laughs> I mean, he come through the lineage. He come through the line. And uh, so he's worthy to take all that, uh, the earth and all the world, since he's known as the son of man. There it is again. Uh, I mean, he's, he, he has the authority to do all this. He has the title uh, also has been given to him down through the scriptures. God put it in place step by step to lead up to this time that, that he, has, he has the title, he has the authority, he has the keys of death, hell, and the grave. So, you know, he's, he's the one that can do it, uh, and there's nothing the devil can do about it. He's become a bear, the heir of all things as the Son of God. So he's, here he is, the Son of God. And... Um, as we look here, we see that he, he has taken the book out of his hand, out of the hand of God, the one that sat up on the throne, and uh, he's received that book, and now um, he's able to open. He's able to open it up. No one else, again, was able to do that. And so, you know, that he's making a point there. I, I hope you get that point that there's, there's no one else, no one else worthy. Not, not only to open this, but, but he's saying to worship. He's saying for everything in our lives, there's no one else that should take preeminence, that should be number one, because the Lord has earned that title, that right, and that authority has come from God down to Him. And so, you know, we, we, we need not let anything else take place of that. Um, definitely not. But in today's time, we see it happening uh, everywhere. We, we see... We see um, you know, other, other religions and things coming in, and um, they say, well, we have the same God. Well, well they're, they're, making, they're making Allah, they're, they're making Buddha, they're making all those equal with this, with the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lamb. They're not worthy to open it. Do you, you read there where they said worthy to open it? Do you read there where they went to the throne of God and received the book from his right hand? Didn't do it. No, no, we don't have the same God. I'm sorry. We don't have the same God. <laughs> no, we don't, we don't have the same God as any, anyone else. Amen. We, we've got the true living God. So, you know, they, they, they say what they want. They can write themselves another book, another Bible, and say, well, it's this, it's, it's, it's that. But uh, it doesn't matter what they write. What matters is what thus saith the Word of God. And so, you know... Um, we, we need to know that, and I think it needs to be stressed, and I think that's what um, John is stressing here when he, when he focuses so much on the one that can take the book. I mean, because otherwise, Brother Earl, he could have just said, okay, there was a book there, the, 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 the scrolls, and the, you know, that had seven seals, and um, I didn't see anybody could take it but the Lord Jesus Christ and been done with this chapter. But no. He emphasized on, on the Lord Jesus Christ um, the reason that he could <laughs> step up and take it. I mean, um, who he was and, and, and uh, who his father is, who is the lineage. He, I mean, he emphasized on everything and the power of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, to show us that he, he's the one. Just like Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. So in verse 8, he goes on to say, this is when the beast and the uh, 
24 elders worship. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts, the four beasts and four and 20 elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. Amen. Uh, so don't think that your prayers is, is not heard. Don't you think uh, that your prayers is not going anywhere? Um, uh, they bottled up. Amen. And um, uh, the, these, these are here before the Lord. When we see all these things, we see the harps and uh, all the things uh, to glorify the Lord that's presented here, the different, uh, there's instruments and, and uh, to glorify and to praise God. That's what it's all about. You know, and um, we've got we've got folks today. So, well, um, you know, uh, I don't see in the a New Testament church where they have instruments. Well, man, all you gotta do is open the Bible. <laughs> all you gotta do is open the Bible. Look, <laughs> it's there. And so, uh, but but they're just blinded to the truth for some reason. So, uh, I mean, they worshipped him with with praises and and uh, with harps and. Um, you know that they 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 worship the Lord, so uh, it's written for us and uh, for everyone. Uh, but we see here that these verses are describing uh, a glorious time and uh, and re of rejoicing, uh, which all the creatures of of uh, heaven join to express the praises to the king's kinsman redeemer to begin to praise him for who he is and what he is. But you see what it what it goes back to who they praise him. This goes back to the Lord Jesus Christ again. It goes back to he's the only one. And so um, that's what he's pointing at. We've, we've got to look to Christ. Church has got to look to Christ, the churches. And like I said in, in uh, chapter 3 of Revelation, we're just coming from the cold church. You know, he's pointing back. We need to look at Christ. Christ was standing outside the door knocking. You know, let me in, let me in. I, I, I want to come in. I want to be there. I want to help you. But who wants to let him? Who wants to let him? And so uh, chapter 5 was just saying it's all about Jesus. Amen. It's all about Christ. He's the only one that's ever been worthy and will ever be worthy. So um, if, if, you know, uh, we, we've just got to turn to him and um, look to him and glorify him. We see, we see the saints there, which I, I say is us. We're... We're there praising him, and uh, John's seeing that in, in his uh, vision that we're there praising the Lord and uh, glorifying him and all the angels uh, that were created. They're there, and they're praising him. In verse 9, and they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain and hast, and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood. Out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. So there it is. He's our kinsman redeemer. Um, he's by his, uh, uh, that he was slain and shed his blood. Uh, he redeemed us. It's approved. It's approved by God uh, for every kindred, tongue, people, and nation. So it's for everyone. Not just, not just for Americans, all right? Uh, this is for everyone. And, uh, uh, we need to realize that, that God, uh, when it comes to saving souls, he's no respect to persons. He, um, you know, he'll save whosoever will. That's who he bled and died for. It doesn't matter the color. It doesn't matter the language. He come to die for all. Amen. And uh, we, we, we really need to grasp that. 
and uh, be willing to share the gospel. Amen. <laughs> be willing to share the gospel with whosoever. Amen. Uh, be willing to share a pew. Be willing to share a seat with whosoever. Amen. Many times we're willing to send a missionary and pay for their way uh, to witness to somebody that we wouldn't get 20 feet uh, within 20 feet of because uh, I don't know. I guess sometimes people think they're better than they are, but uh, you know that's that's not what the Lord's saying here. It's it's everybody. Amen. Everybody. And so. Um, God will, God will take care of that if we allow him. He'll, he'll meet the needs. He'll make a way for us. So verse 10 said, And has made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. Where are we going to reign? We're going to reign on the earth. That, that's the thousand-year reign that will be taking place. So uh, he's talking um, to the saints here, and uh, we'll reign with him for a thousand years up on this earth. And um, say, preacher, I just don't uh, understand it or I just don't believe it. Well, it doesn't matter. It's just what the Bible says. So, <laughs> you know, it's just that simple. It doesn't matter what we think about it. It's what the Bible says. Well, I just can't make no sense out of it. Well, how can you make sense out of God coming down here, wrapping himself in the flesh, and uh, becoming a man and uh, going to a cross and uh, being beaten and all that and beard plucked and hung on the cross until he gives up the ghost and then resurrecting three days later, amen, and um, uh, went back to the Father, come back, and he's, he's with us or was with uh, the disciples some 40 days and goes back and sends the Father, sends back the Holy Spirit to uh, teach and to guide us. How, how are you making sense of that? How are you making sense of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost? See, uh, choose and pick if you want to, but it's best just to go with what the Bible says. Amen. That's the best way. And I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beasts and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. <laughs> How many is that, Brother Leroy? <laughs> that's a lot, ain't it? Uh, so... I don't know, but as a whole lot, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. See, it's all about the Lamb. Verse 13, And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard I saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that setteth up on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. And the four beasts said, Amen. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever. So you see how many times it was repetitive that uh, we go back to the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, over and over and over and over and over. It was about him. Everything was about him. So um, it's about him this morning. And... Uh, uh, we look at these scriptures, and, and we can see this getting exciting. Of course, he's going to open them in um, chapter 6. And I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals. Uh-oh, it's going to get exciting. So uh, he's worthy to open them, and he's going to. And Lord willing, next week we're going to find out a little bit about that opening. So uh, be ready, be studied up, all right? All right, everybody can take a break. <laughs> 